Archaeologists have uncovered the first and earliest image of a pizza. Uh, a fan threw her mother's ashes at Pink while she was performing on stage in a microscopic Louis Vuitton bag sold for more than $60,000 at an auction. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast recorded inside a tiny, tiny miniature closet in Los Angeles. Come on. Archaeologists have uncovered the earliest evidence of pizza. Archaeologists in the ancient Roman city of Pompeii said on Tuesday they found what might be the precursor to the modern-day pizza. They found the image of this depicted on an ancient fresco. Uh, it's similar to a pizza, but without the cheese and tomatoes. So I don't know how you can even call this a pizza if it doesn't have cheese and tomatoes. At least have cheese. You don't have cheese and tomatoes. It's just bread, bro. It's bread. I don't think this is an ancient pizza. It's bread. In case you're wondering what a fresco is, let's define fresco because this is a complicated term. The Oxford Dictionary says it's a painting done rapidly in watercolor on wet plaster on a wall or ceiling so that the colors penetrate the plaster and become fixed as it dries. So that's a fresco in case you're wondering. Uh, it was very popular back in the day. Now, this thing's 2,000 years old, this fresco, this painting on plaster. It was discovered in the middle of a half-crumbled wall during a recent dig at the sprawling Pompeii Archaeological Park. Uh, the fresco depicts a silver platter holding a round flatbread alongside fresh and dried fruits such as pomegranates and dates and a goblet filled with red wine. Now, I'm looking at a photo of the fresco. Um, I actually love to just peruse ancient frescoes in my downtime. Uh, they're just so lovely, those frescoes. Oh, I'm going to hire someone to paint a fresco on my, on my calf. Sounds like a good thing to do. Uh, anyways, I digest. Um, this actually looks like a pizza in the fresco, I have to say. It, they need to be more descriptive here because it, it does. It looks like a pizza, I, I admit. Uh, it's not just flatbread. There's stuff on top of it. In fact, it looks like there's slices of tomatoes on it, possibly garlic, possibly basil. I mean, this looks like it could be the earliest margarita pizza, although they're saying there's no tomatoes and cheese on it. It looks like there might be. So, I mean, I think they're just making an assumption here. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a fresco expert. Eh, what was depicted on the wall of an ancient Pompeian house could be a distant ancestor of the modern dish we know as a pizza pie. It looks like it might be a pizza pie. We got so excited that it might be a pizza pie that we ordered the pizza pie to be delivered to the fresco so we could eat the pizza pie while looking at what might be a pizza pie in the fresco. I'm a very energetic Italian man. Now, let's for a moment familiarize ourselves with the city of Pompeii. It's quite legendary. It's 14 miles from Naples. A devastating volcanic eruption of Mount Vesuvius in A.D. 79 buried the city in thick ash, hiding from view its many treasures that archaeologists continue to slowly bring to light to this day. Uh, I mean, in addition to the earliest representation of a possible pizza, they're finding fascinating stuff as they're combing through the remnants of this devastating volcanic eruption. Uh, there's like an image I saw of a, an actual person was like burned 
in the like but while bending over and they just kept them in that it burnt them in that position somehow and then the ash fell on them or whatever the hell it was and then they're they're just like stuck in that position forever i'm not doing a very good job of describing it but that's the kind of stuff they're finding because for some reason this thick ash that covered the city sort of preserved a lot of um the life that was happening at that moment that the volcanic eruption happened these people were charred like in an instant i mean it's it's nuts we have a quote from the Pompeii Parks director, Gabriel Zucktriegel. It doesn't look like an Italian name. Gabe says the newly uncovered fresco shows the contrast between a frugal and simple meal, which refers to a sphere between the bucolic and the sacred, and the luxury of silver trays and the refinement of artistic and literary representations. I think you're taking it to a whole new level that you don't need to, Gabriel, all right? It's a damn pizza. <laughs> He does say, how can we fail to think in this regard of the pizza, also born as a poor dish in southern Italy in the Naples area, which has now conquered the world and is also served in starred restaurants as well. Well, there we have it. We're learning that pizza is extremely old, almost as old as beer. It's nice to know that I could have enjoyed watching NFL football with pizza and beer back in 79 A.D., if uh, football was invented back then. Well, I mean, maybe we might unearth a fresco showing football. We don't know. It's They're still digging. And uh, it makes me also wonder if um, the ancient Italians enjoyed uh, Hawaiian pizza. You know, it's a very controversial pizza. I am uh, all for Hawaiian pizza. How about you? Call the show 646-450-2012. Also, if you have any frescoes in your house, take a photo and email it to me. The artist Pink receives a fan's mother's ashes while performing on stage. Music icon Pink received a very strange gift over the weekend, if you want to call it that, while on stage for her headlining set at Hyde Park's British Summertime Festival. While performing the misunderstood classic Just Like a Pill, a Pink fan threw a little white baggie onto the stage. I'm sure Pink's received little white baggies before. It's usually drugs. She is a pop star after all. Uh, the Never Gonna Not Dance Again singer picked up the baggie, looked at it very closely, and then asked someone in the crowd, is this your mum? I don't know how she went from a white baggie to assuming it's the ashes of someone's mother in the crowd. That seems strange. But somehow she had an inclination that this was someone's ashes. Upon receiving confirmation from the fan in the audience, Pink responded, quote, I don't know how I feel about this. Someone gave me their mother's ashes. Okay. Uh, people just uh, don't have boundaries at this point. This is what's going on. <laughs> A fan is quoted as saying, I don't know who threw their mom's ashes at Pink, but in what world is that okay? Someone make it make sense. No, we can't make it make sense. It makes no sense. Fan, super fan of Pink, confused fan of Pink. We're all confused by this. And I wonder if the family is aware of what was being done with these ashes. I'm sure the family has an idea of where the ashes should go. Somewhere sacred, someplace sacred, maybe someplace that meant a lot to the mother. Who knows? Maybe the mother was a huge Pink fan and went to a lot of the concerts, in which case... Throwing the ashes onto a pink concert stage might be in line with her wishes. Let's keep reading, though. I highly doubt that's the case. All right, I...
perused the article, it doesn't mention any motivation for the fan throwing the ashes at Pink on stage, and it doesn't say what Pink did with the ashes. I watched the video, and it ends after Pink just acknowledges being given a mother's ashes after confirming with the fan in the one of the front row areas. The article goes on to say this incident is the third in less than two weeks that's seen a pop star on stage when a fan crosses boundaries. Recently, American pop singer Bebe Rexha, Rexha, Bebe Rexha, Bebe, Bebe was rushed off the stage after a phone was thrown at her face. Why would you throw a phone at a pop star's face? <laughs> hey, take a selfie with that and throw it back. I mean, what? <laughs> what are people thinking? Uh, this occurred in New York. She was seen visibly falling to her knees and clutching her face. Her team had to help her off the stage. And the scheduled meet and greet was thereby canceled at that point. Just days later, another U.S. pop star, Ava Max, promised that one fan would never be coming to a show again after she was slapped on stage. While someone rushed the stage and slapped this other artist, reminiscent of uh, what happened to our man Chris Rock and uh, at the Oscars. And... What happened to Dave Chappelle when he was performing in Los Angeles? A fan got on stage and tried to strike him. Uh, fans are just crossing boundaries. They think that by buying a ticket, they're allowed to just uh, get on stage themselves, throw shit at the artist. It's, it's very dangerous being a, a pop star and a comedian at this point in time. I guess that's one of the benefits of doing a podcast is I'm very safe in my little closet here. No one knows where the closet is. And... I can't really fit fans in here is the other thing. So, <laughs> But if there was a fan in here, I definitely am in striking distance. A microscopic handbag sold for more than $60,000. I'm looking at an image of this microscopic handbag on someone's fingertip. Looks about the size of a grain of sand. You can't tell what it is. You need to view it fully under a microscope. Extremely tiny, tiny handbag. I mean, finally, something for all my hopes and dreams to fit in. <laughs> the article says, If you've even a mild interest in luxury handbags, well, then you've heard of the Chanel Classic Flat Bag or the, or the Hermes Birkin, but you've perhaps not heard of the microscopic handbag. At less than 0.03 inches wide, this teensy tiny microscopic handbag by New York-based brand MSCHF is so tiny that the human eye can hardly see it when it's on top of a fingertip. And yet, this tiny microscopic handbag sold for more than $60,000 at an auction this week because people are stupid or they're laundering money. Now, I'm going to go with laundering money. Now, this handbag has no function. It, it can't hold anything, from what I can see. Possibly a Bitcoin, because I think those are really tiny. Maybe two Bitcoins. Or, I mean, I, I guess you could put inside your, your micro condoms for your micro penis if you got one. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I don't mean to penis shame people. It says, this neon green handbag was made via a 3D printer using two photon polymerization printing methods. The bag is modeled after Louis Vuitton's famed on-the-go tote and is viewable through a microscope. Upon closer inspection through the microscope, you can see the LV monogram clearly on the bag's face. It says here this handbag was auctioned off by auction house Jupiter, which is owned by Pharrell Williams, the pop 
singer slash producer. It sold for a total of $63,750 because people have too much money. They don't know what to do with it. It was reported also that MSCHF, who created the bag, didn't consult with Louis Vuitton's creative director when they made this. Uh, therefore, $63,750 for a miniature handbag that sounds like it's a knockoff. It's not even, it's not even a real legit Louis Vuitton. Now, the MSCHF creative officer responsible for designing this handbag, his name is Kevin, claims he believes the miniature bag to be, quote, a funny object because it derives from something rigorously functional, but it has basically become jewelry at this point. I mean, clearly it's not functional. It's too small to be functional, except for possibly like a handbag for a flea. Uh, thankfully, this is functional because this would be, this would be tough on somebody. Uh, honey, have you seen my purse? I mean, that, that gives it a whole new level of, of fear at that point. <laughs> have I seen your purse? Uh, let me get my microscope. I'll search the house. Yay! I love to sing her about the moon and a June and a springer. Do you like to sing it? Yeah, we like to sing it, baby. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me for an episode of Weird AF News. I'm highly caffeinated and rolling, 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 rolling. Well, I keep rolling, 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 rolling. I got some coffees bought to me, bought to me, bought for me, <laughs> and also to me. Um, I received some notifications this morning. My loyal listeners stepping it up, stepping up the generosity and buying Jonesy coffees, no doubt because of the uh, outgoing message in yesterday's episode. So thanks for listening to the whole entire episode. Lisa Ko bought me coffees and wrote, Oh my God, here's your three coffees, whatever. Love you, Jonesy. <laughs> and a little winky face. That is a hilarious message, Lisa Ko. Thank you for not only keeping me caffeinated, but making me laugh with your message. Oh my God, here's your coffees. Sheesh, Jonesy, stop complaining. Whatever. <laughs> Lisa, you got a great sense of humor. Uh, probably a Canadian. Oh, then I got coffees bought to me. Oh, coincidentally, by a random Canadian dude. It says, random Canadian dude bought you three coffees. Look at that. Three coffees from a random Canadian dude. Very supportive. Uh, the random Canadian dude wrote, thanks for the morning sarcasm and laughs, Jonesy. Glad living and working out of a closet hasn't dampened your sense of humor. And then a smiley face. That's a lovely, sweet message. And I so appreciate that. Not only the coffees, but the nice messages that you get with the coffees. It's like, you know, it's a double whammy for me. Wee! I love it. Uh, you guys can always buy me coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. Keep buying me coffees, and they'll shut up about it. <laughs> I appreciate the support. I sincerely do. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, you can go to weirdafnews.com and not only buy me coffees, you can join the Patreon. That's another way to support the show. Join the Patreon. You get extra weird AF content if you do so. There's a link to the Patreon in the description of this podcast as well. Or you can download the Patreon app on your phone and do a search for Weird AF News. Okay, tomorrow's going to be... Tomorrow's going to be... Tomorrow will be... It is. It's Friday. And we're only going to be doing news from Florida, as you know. If you're new to the show, on Friday, I only do weird news from Florida. We call it Florida Friday. And if you would like to send me Florida stories, please do so. It's very helpful. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can send them to me on Twitter, at funnyjones. Or you can slide them into my DMs on Instagram, at funnyjones as well. I appreciate you. If you want to call the show, again, the number is 646-450-2012. And I'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday, baby.